Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Nice t-shirt. Oh, thanks, man. Have you seen this one before? No, that's sick though. Yeah, it was for the uh, I think it was for the bushfires they did like a charity in. Uh, yeah, it looks looks legit. Looks yeah. like it could be a proper band shirt. It's what's in the middle, Dorothy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um where are you? Are you in Sydney? I'm on the Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm we're in Melbourne and it's um still locking down. Yeah, how's that going? Like, how are you going with the kid down there? It's actually, my wife's a doctor, so we can get him into childcare because she's an essential worker. Um, oh, yeah. So that gives me sort of, I guess, a bit of space to try and work and yeah. do stuff at home. Well, but other people, other people who don't have that, it's like, Jesus, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You well, during the lockdown last year, because I got a daughter and she, I was in the hospitality at the time and I had to take, I think it was like two months off and she took two months off school and that was something else, man. Like, it- yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like, I think I've got this affinity with parents of young children. Like it's full on. Yeah. I don't think people <laughs> quite realize it. Yeah. And, and we've all, to- we've, yeah, we've all got kids. Um, so Roe Ro especially had it difficult he was doing homeschooling because his daughter's a little bit older than a toddler and uh yeah man i feel sorry for the guy oh yeah it's we tried doing homeschooling but it, i think we got about a week into it and i think we just end up playing spider-man most of the time on ps yeah oh that's cool it's cool that you could at least have video games like my son's just a bit too young i've got him in vr oh yeah, yeah. Ninja shit with swords and he's he's i have yeah He's kind of getting the hang of it, but he's he's about his sort of twitch reflex is probably like two seconds too late. Like a fruit will come <laughs> up and you'll be like, you know. How old is he? Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Give it till four and he'll be a master. Yeah. A little bit longer. But yeah, so that I think that's been a challenge. But apparently, if everyone does their vax shit, we'll be cool by the end of the month to like at least interact with other people. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully that means the band can actually get into a rehearsal room. Yeah. Are um, you guys doing it through zoom or something now or no, just we haven't been. Yeah. It's just, it's just really difficult. So we're just relying on everyone to do their shit individually, but it's difficult because a lot of our rehearsal times taken up with tech, like we've got so many things to coordinate. Um, that's a whole, you know, we might spend a couple of weeks just fine tuning that and getting that back and then, you know, the playing. So yeah, we've got, so it's not ideal. Like it's, um, 
you know, but it's the world we live in at the moment. Look, because obviously we'll talk about Vengeance that soon, but I'll, I want to bring up Huey Lewis because awesome. I've watched the interview. It's, you can see how happy you are, man. Like it's, it's, I can see how happy you are now just bringing up Huey Lewis, dude. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a legend. And uh, it's painful that people don't really understand how much of a legend he actually is. Um, but yeah, I love Huey. Yeah, Hue- Huey Lewis in the news and that, that just, man, so many hit songs and um, just, just a part of culture, like, you know, pop culture, like with the Back to the Future stuff and, and even just films like American Psycho. Like it's, it's pretty rad. Um, People like he's, I mean, for the people who don't know him, it'd be one of those artists that like they hear a song. They'd be like, Oh, I didn't know that was Huey Lewis. Yeah. Like totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, I'm looking up his stats. Like (laughs) I can't remember how many millions of albums he sold 30 million or something crazy like that. I think it was, I could be making that up, but he, he's just, yeah, there'll never be another artist like that. And I think his crazy kind of upbeat music, you know, you just don't, they, we just don't have artists like that anymore, you know? So he's a real treasure and it's totally, um, yeah, well, it was one of those things where I'm like, this is so rad to have the opportunity to have this back and forth and to even get my son on the video and, um, yeah you know playing harmonica or whatever like that that's because he's a harmonica player like he's a he's a gun um yeah he's sick he's like um he used to play harmonica in bands before he did his thing you know like he's he was like a a gun so yeah that was really cool man and like i can only imagine the butterflies you got when he actually said he'd heard the song and that he loved it i even said solo was awesome like yeah, that was that was wild. Like, I'm sure. I mean that that. <laughs> yeah, I guess that kind of when you get kind of that stuff from people you really admire, it it's another level, you know. Like, because because I think you know being a muso is a constant battle with, like, am I delusional? Like, am I you know, <laughs> am I crazy? You know, because yeah. you you do this stuff and like some people absolutely love it and live for it and they. They write like um, amazing comments and then other people just have no idea and or couldn't care less, you know, and it's that kind of weird seesaw can happen in the matter of seconds. Like you, you yeah. constantly sort of, you know, so you can never be one particular way and presume that anyone knows what you do. It's just weird. It's so, it's so weird. I don't know how to liken it to, I, I imagine it's probably like being a, middle-class actor like where you've been in a show and some people who like that show really know oh you're fucking johnny from the show but then other people are like no i haven't seen it so yeah <laughs> because yeah and then you can yeah. jump on you're like on your let's say like 12 foot youtube never heard you before but come in like just ramping to give you shit but yeah no reason like i just got nothing better to do with themselves like yeah, I want to, like, those people, you know, like, when, what's his name in Titanic? Is it Jack? Who's yeah. the dude that, yeah, like, Jack paints, he draws, what's it, what's it, Rose or whatever? Yeah. I just want to, like, I wish I had a superpower where I'm just, like, instantly enter their house. <laughs> and and I used to be, like, to kill them, but now I'm, like, 
I want to understand the people that I really want to interview and hang with to try and understand are people who write that shit online. Like what happened? You know, who, who fucking did something to you? Like, why are you like this? That people who fuck animals. I'm like, what is going on in your brain to make you want to do that? And what was the other one? Oh yeah. People who eat shit. Those yeah. three, they're, they're three unusual human beings that I just think I could sit there through a whole documentary series about shit eaters, animal fuckers, and internet trolls. Like, yeah. what's going on? How did you Scat become this? Scat is just something else. I don't, I. So, like, you're not fucking normal if you want to eat shit. Oh. That could be, that could be uh, um, the title of this video. <laughs> yes. Well, that'll be the, the main quote that goes up for it. <laughs> You're not fucking normal <laughs> if you want to eat shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, before I finish up on Huey, though, like I did want to ask, because you, you mentioned how he liked to mash genres and all, you call him a genre masher. Yeah. But given he's such, you're such a big fan, before you or as you went into 12 foot and were writing, was that, was he a big part of what made you want to do this switch in the genres that you do in your songs? Um, I don't know. I mean, I never made that connection before, but possibly I think I just like music that kind of has that freedom. Yeah. Like, and I mean, the police is a great example where they would, you know, it's not as, it's not as um, obvious, but, you know, mixing kind of like reggae kind of musical concepts with pop and punk and rock. And you get that kind of amalgam that churns out something kind of different. Yeah, I think a lot of those, any artists that kind of did that, I found, you know, I really gravitated towards because it was something that you would hear that would, you know, that was kind of unique and wasn't necessarily predictable or just sounded fresh to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say it was definitely part of that trajectory, but um, it was probably in a, around year nine, that I heard Mr. Bungle for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went, all right, this is unbelievable. Like it's just, you know, the, the, um, the freedom of expression and I guess the exploration and the authenticity, like is the interesting thing. And, and it kind of something that's become apparent, like with this, this kind of stage and where we're at is a lot of people, because the band's called 12 foot ninja because we do crazy clips and because we mix different genres have kind of jumped to the conclusion we're trying to be a comedy band or something. Yeah. Um, but each thing it's just, that's just a weird coincidence. Like 12 foot ninja has been a character Kiyoshi in a story since the beginning. And that's only just starting to come out now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was never meant to be a joke. Like 12 foot ninja is not a funny character at all like it's very kind of serious um it's a superhero story it's like a you know um it's as like i guess if you look at batman you go well that's funny like why is he dressed as a bat like but but you go well when, when it's got context you go oh, actually you know no that's it's it's depending whether you like the campy batman or the dark knight kind of vibe but yeah but the um yeah and it's kind of disappointing that disappointing i don't know if that's the right adjective but latin music or funk or whatever is not funny to us 
like it's you know it's kind of it's it's just a, a there's genres that we really respect like you know so it's it's not meant to be a joke <laughs> and then the clips yeah. the clips are kind of i think the clips are the main thing but i mean that the reason why the clips tend to be piss takey is because they're just so pretentious music videos like <laughs> you know like i don't know if people understand but people aren't even plugged in half the time when they're, you know, oh. they're not playing like oh. it, it, it's miming and it's acting like uh, they're trying to be tough or sexy or something. And it's just super lame, you know? <laughs> so it's irresistible to just take the piss out of that format. And I think if you mix all those things together, it's kind of created an impression that, um, yeah, it's kind of different to what was intended. I think, you know, Maynard talked about this with Tool. Like everyone thought he would be some sort of creepy occultist or whatever, but like, you know, he's quite a funny, lighthearted dude. Like it's not, yeah. I don't know. The I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes people's perception doesn't match the reality. And it's interesting when you in, interact with them and you're faced with, a mirror of their perception and you see how far off it actually is yeah. like, so yeah, anyway, I went on a tangent there, but <laughs> that's all right. Um, all right. Well, I should probably jump into vengeance and uh, talk about that. So I've had a chance to listen to the whole thing and dead set. I think the first day I got it, I listened to it seven times. Wow. Like, well, my job, my job, part of my job is deliveries. And I can I be out there for five hours, so I mean, give that. But it's so fucking good, like awesome. I'll try and blow smoke up your ass, but dude. Like, well, I mean, it's it's great to hear because we haven't really interacted with anyone who's heard it. It's <laughs> that's yeah. Well, I mean, soon hopefully. But um, like I, the thing with give we've spoken about, you know, all the different stuff you guys do in that, but this album seems to be a step up like there's a clear theme through it musically vocally even the front cover like when that first released already gave you an idea of where it was going and for people who haven't mm. heard it yet like it's that front cover sums up the album so well it's dark it's like a video game you know like it's that's how i take it like and there's even songs that feel outside even your element to a certain degree, like just the title track vengeance when that starts, mm. like that's huge. But that aside culture war, dude, like when I listened, I remember hearing culture war driving for the first time and loudly by myself just went, Holy shit. Like when that kicked in, cause it's even that's so different for you guys. Like, yeah, well, I mean, that's the, yeah, that is a unique one for us. It's kind yeah. of, pretty heavy um you know it's the first time i think nick's kind of screamed almost the whole way through a song. yeah he goes nuts on that song yeah fantastic well, he culture war he originally wrote culture war and then Roe sort of arranged it yeah and you know because nick's nick's not really a guitarist well he plays a bit of guitar but he wrote it sort of using plugins and stuff mm-hmm and then, so you, you, you know, whenever anyone does that, you get like really unique parts 
like if you if you're not a guitar player and you write guitar parts, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're going to be coming up with you you know something from a different perspective. And then Ro kind of did his thing to it, and then I I, I added the production kind of sprinkles on top, and yeah. you know. I played more of a production role in that one and ly- and lyrics. I wrote a lot, a lot of the lyrics. Um, yeah. That, that the, line about pretent- uh, oh, I can't remember what it is. Pretentious dickhead. Suck. I know <laughs> it as soon as it comes up, I sing it all the time, but it's such a line. Yeah. It's angry. It's an angry song. And, and you know, it was so easy to write like yep. it, all those, cause there's a lot of words in this song, but it, it's just like, they just, you know, it was just easy to, uh, to write about you know like because it's just the the there's so much irritating shit out there and i think yeah that's why i like bill burr i kind of feel like i'm idling on anger like most of the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's a whole different story bill burr is an absolute genius but yeah yeah but i mean it's about him exactly but yeah it's just and i love uh yeah anyway yeah we could but but i think that one um yeah, it is quite unique. I think people are gonna enjoy that one. Are you? Are, I mean, I'm sure you don't know yet, but do you want to play that live? No, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I do not want to play that live. I'll tell you why. Because uh, Nick wrote a lot of the guitar. It's technically cool, but it's like memorizing a fucking page of numbers. <laughs> like it doesn't follow any real logic. It's like that's the way Road described it. It's like if you've got like um you know, like a page of numbers and then you have to remember it and then punch them into a fucking old school phone. Like that's, <laughs> that's the kind of mental. So it's, it's just like a lot of like, it's the memory part of that is like, you know, I'm looking at it going, Oh fuck. I'll, I mean, we'll have to, if people think it's the bee's knees, you know, we'll be forced to kind of do it, but the time commitment to actually memorize all of that and keep it in your head. That's um, given what you guys play. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for me, all the other shit kind of has a logic. Like I kind of have a blueprint and I know musically what's happening. Whereas yeah. that's just like, it's almost feels random at times. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Nick's a big uh, fan of Meshuggah and okay, yep. uh, Catch 22, is it? Oh. Or Catch 33. What's the name of that album? He That one oh, yeah, where they yeah, kind right. of... They sort of go, you know, Meshuggah has all that, you know, like fucking random, yeah, yeah. like it's like a, you know, it's got a bit of that shit going on. So, um, yeah, that one, no, I'm kind of putting that off because, you know, like a lot of people who write kind of shit anywhere near like what we're doing or any kind of uh, metal, like it's not like we write the song on our instruments, get in a room, jam, and then hit record. Like it's often written and recorded and produced on the computer. Like, yep. yeah, yeah, you know. So, so playing live is almost a different process where you have to go back and kind of work out what you did, um, and like learn your own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like a whole other. Yeah, it's definitely not as um straightforward as like, you know. What's that? Um, Another turning point of dog stuck in the road. You know, it's not. Fucking- I never have to hear that song again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that shit. Um, you know, we're we're closing in on finishing time, uh, unfortunately. But there's something I've got to bring up before I finish up, because uh, she'll kill me if I don't. My six-year-old daughter, Paige, is a huge fan of you guys. Absolutely loves you. Like we listen to you constantly, not just because I want to. Um, 
like, and I even, I don't know how well you're going to be able to see this. I'm going to have to move towards the computer. She drew, we watched the start, the fire clip last night. Let's see if we can. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We're all floating in the, I can see it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I asked her to finish off the interview with a question. So okay. Paige, Paige wants to know what your favorite video to make was. My favorite video to make, I think my f- best experience was probably um, over and out in Finland because I didn't have to do anything. I was just in the spa <laughs> eating lollies, Finnish lollies. You know, I was literally just because they had, there was a crew, but then again, we shot the, bookend over here so that was probably the the best experience but i think we laughed the most it could have been we laughed a lot in long way home and sick i think both of those two videos in my mind there were there was some seriously funny moments especially with sick when russ we had him we had this reverse engineered leaf blower and we put all this minestrone soup because we wanted to create the vomit thing and it just some the first one just went straight in his top so he just got like a can of minestrone soup down his top and they were like keep going next and it was like you know four in the morning and like freezing cold and you know watching him pretend to vomit i don't know i maybe i'm a sadist but i love watching like something weird like that just i think i was nearly falling off my um deck chair and i had the geezer mask on so it was all like my facial expression was just the same because it's a mask but i was pissing myself i had a feeling that might be the case um i have to finish it up uh but man thank you so much for doing this for us like thanks for joining us today Um, no worries mate not just that but thanks for being one of the bands that's actually putting new music out for us and not hiding it for the next year like yeah, well, we've had enough of hiding. Yeah, no. Yeah, to, we're coming out of the closet, man. <laughs> Do it the right way. Come right out. Yeah. Um, so the album is out October 15th, right? Should, yes. Should out next week. Well, next week. Depends where you are listening and watching this, but October 15th, Vengeance is out. It's got the book. I didn't even get a chance to talk about that, but the book looks awesome. The comic yeah, looks awesome. I'm, I've got the book. Wyvern and the Wolf. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm gonna get myself a copy. Wyvern and the Wolf. And then we got the oh, graphic novel Sorry. here. It's all right. And then we've got another little sneaky one that's in the graphic novel, but not. You know that explains a lot of extra stuff. So there's always stuff to talk about. There's also a, a deck building card game with two twenty sided dice, but <laughs> it's another thing. All right, man. Yeah, like I said, thanks for doing this, and just thanks for releasing the music, man. Like, yeah. no worries, brother. Thank you for the kind words. That's all right, man. You have a great rest of your day. Likewise. All right. See you later. Thanks, mate. Bye. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 